It's time for another Root Issues podcast. I'm in the booth today. It's not very crowded. I, this is Chris, of course. And then I'm with Steve. Hello. And then the rest is silent. Everybody else was booked out, maxed out, or not feeling so well, so they couldn't join us today. But I am super excited just to be able to hang with Steve on this one because of the day I had yesterday. And many people have the days I had yesterday. The day I had yesterday was like utter defeat. I needed a win, but I couldn't find a win. But <laughs> I hadn't listened to Sunday's message, and then after listening to Sunday's message this morning, man, a whole new framework and a whole new mind and a whole new excitement, because today we're going to be talking out of Ephesians chapter 1, and as Steve said, we're still doing the slow crawl. We're army crawling through this. We're getting in the mud and digging out every little piece of sap out of every seed that's in this. And so we're going to start with just verses 3 and 4 today. And so Ephesians 1, verses 3 and 4. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. You want me to go five? Yeah, go All five. Right, and we're seven. going five. Five and six. In love. I don't have six. In five. <laughs> in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. Switching apps because I didn't put it in my production notes. That's going to be cray cray. Here we go. To praise the to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. And so that whole segment there, I hope you're following along. I didn't bring the paper Bible. I did my production notes. But, man, we are talking today about our identity in God, the big capital G, G-O-D, all caps, you know, and that we do have this identity. And everything in the world around us is seeking to suck us out of the knowledge of that. And so we're going to jump in because mm-hmm. this sets the tone and this changed my day, changed my morning, just listening to this message and just rejoicing in the fact that, wow, yeah, I am an adopted, beloved son of God. He knew me from before I knew me. Yeah. And so it's deep. It's deep. Yeah, obviously a lot in the going on in the world right now, everything yeah. with Israel and, <clears throat> and Hamas and, and at war. Um, and in our own country, just people's responses, all, yeah. you know, and obviously everybody's diving into in the spiritual realm, looking at what spiritualized into to prophecy. Uh, the natural realm, everybody's looking at geopolitics and everything going on, and um, it just adds to the chaos, yeah. right, and to the unrest that people are feeling. And so, you know, we dove in on this idea of the greatest news unimaginable in mm-hmm. the sense that no man, no system in all the history of the world um, could conceive of this glorious plan that our Heavenly Father had to... Yeah. Create and redeem us and, and draw people in as his family. Um, all other religions, all other philosophies in the world are built upon kind of the Tower of Babel, right? Yeah. Is what man can do to reach God. Yes. Uh, and, and creating God in our image to some extent. Well, this idea of predestination, this idea of God had this on his heart, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, before time began. Uh, and, and birthed it into place, and then even goes deeper, right? In in his love for us, in the sense of sending his son, yeah. right, to to bring this about. 
So I, I just, you know, boy, they're, they're just these words here. I think when we think about our salvation, what God has done, um, salvation, right, is to be revelation of the glory of God. And so I think, gosh, so much of the gospel that we have heard or maybe even received or walk in is so uh, self-focused um, today um, in many ways. But th- that at the core of what these what Paul is getting at in chapter 1 of Ephesians is that God, he, the bride's revelation, he's illuminated our eyes into his will, into his plan um, to be his child, uh, part of his purpose and yeah. in inheriting his, this glorious inheritance yeah. that we'll get into in the, in the future. Um, and, and the veil's been torn, and we have this access to the very glory, and, and that's a big Christian kind of religious word yeah, glory what does that mean christianese there yeah um but basically glory is the sum total of who god is all of his his glorious attributes yeah. right so grace in this way it says to the praise of his glorious grace yeah. grace is only an attribute of god mm-hmm. um and it is part of his glory one yeah. exp- huge expression of that right um, upon us so when salvation comes to us when we meet jesus he opens up right our our spirit to come alive with his spirit and and he gives us revelation insight spiritual insight into the glory of god and it begins this journey right of us as corinthians tells us right uh, in second corinthians 3 2 we uh we are becoming one degree of glory to the other being yeah. transformed right in into the image um of his son. So chapter one uh, is these verses specifically Paul hones in on the father and the father's role in our, in our um, salvation. This coming Sunday, we'll get into the, the Jesus and then the Holy spirit right after that. And so we just looked at several um, kind of broke down each yeah. of these, each of these uh, passages um, mainly focusing in five and six uh, this, this week, but in love, he predestined us. Yeah. Um, and I think we just wanted to encourage everybody. We just want to lift everybody with everything going on in the world. Yeah. Boy, we have to re- always reset who we are, who we're trusting in. And he's a sovereign God, right? And yeah. the idea of predestination and sovereignty, you know, these are things that are other than us. These are the things yeah. we worship God. Um, we don't try to figure them out. Yeah. We, we have, by the Spirit, can press into intimacy with God and get revelation right from him. So in love, he predestined us. In other words, we were on his heart. Um, I think at the core of this, the Father wants a family. Uh, everything we have in life only makes sense uh, with a God that understands right and lives in love and community, which our God does. No yeah. other God, no other system in the world uh, can explain all the big heart questions, right, for yeah. family and intimacy and community, all these social aspects that our heart longs for. So we need to know there is a loving Father behind all creation and who has destined us for eternal good. Um, I think it's critical to know that. Yeah. If I question that, if imagine thinking that we watch a lot of the movies out there. Wow, <laughs> just think if there was some sinister force yeah. behind everything. And, yeah. Or like the you know Greek mythology that, yeah. whoa, we don't know. that They're all at war. We don't know yeah. what their plan is. We don't know if they're good towards us yeah. you know, or it could change. They might be good yeah. to us today, but evil tomorrow. Yeah. Um, well, if you follow the Avengers or, you know, and Thor, you know, then you can see, like, yeah, the Greek gods portrayed by that, you know, they're selfish, they're 
they see us as their play toys. Well, and they're, such. they're created yeah. in our image. Yeah. They're just like us. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> us. They're, they're yeah, messed up. Who wants up. that? But, I mean, it's like let's go back to family. Let's go back to father because, I mean, I think sometimes, like, you know, we take our earthly view of, like, how have I experienced family? How have I experienced, you know, father, father wounds and such as that? Those are all, like, big trigger words. But, I mean, it is. It's like can you move into this revelation, one, that you believe that God is good? Yeah. You know, can you believe that? You know, right. because that becomes like the base pedestal for everything. Like, can you believe that he is good? Because if you can't believe that he is good, then you're going to struggle with, will he keep his promises? Because maybe he's not good. And right. even though the Bible tells us that all of his promises are yes and amen, right. that they are secured in us as his children. And so, you know, that becomes the first hurdle. And so you were, you, you brought out these three B's or four B's. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we were looking at believe, being behavior and belonging but that first one is belief and so yesterday like just having some email problems with one of the companies that we work with and Mm -hmm. removing some things it totally knocked me off my belief that okay god's on my side you know because i was like harassed you know trying to figure out how to set up email templates but the day you know it was a rough day all around but what do i believe about god yep yeah, you know, absolutely. has to be that. And I feel like Paul is just kind of hitting that there yeah. at this beginning. Like, what do you believe about God as he's telling us that this is who God is? Yeah, I, I, and we'll weave those throughout this whole book. Um, uh, and I think it's just, it's a simple way to, I, I, I threw out the question, you know, which we yeah. think about how are we experiencing the blessings of God? Mm-hmm. Right, I need to really wrestle with that. Like, yeah. How am I experiencing the blood? These promises you're talking about, well, yeah. how am I experiencing Am I yeah. experiencing them? Totally. And then how do I, if I'm not, if I have a hard time giving testimony of seeing the growth in my life and I'm laying hold of this inheritance now, um, boy, how, where do I begin? So yeah. I, I'm just laying those words out there as, as a simple way to step into this, to understand that at the beginning is this of salvation is this mysterious kind of exchange between my being, which God mm-hmm. knew well before I came to this earth, and then my belief, yeah. which God, until we get to chapter 2, faith is a gift from God, right? Mm-hmm. But once he instills that by the Spirit, now I'm responsible to believe yeah. and to take the promises that God says about who my being is, yes. who he created me to be, this new creation, and, and to bring that alive. Yeah. All right? So uh, I have the joy of knowing that I was on God's heart. In the, mm-hmm. Before, he's given me salvation is a completely a work of God. He comes yeah. to us, not in response of something I've done. He yeah. reaches down, and this is, this is revelation, right, from God. Um, anything... Any other work where I'm trying to right please him, earn it, or whatever is not the Christian way. It's not salvation. So, and we all get wrapped up in that oh, whole thing. So, this idea of 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 believing, in other words, we can't separate my being from my belief. Yeah. Right. So today, if I believe something, then it, it is going to have uh, an impact on my what I'm becoming. Yeah, totally. The person I'm in. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That's the Christian life. If I say I believe it, then am I becoming that, yeah. right? So this interchange of faith, standing on the promises, and, and experiencing the blessings of God yeah. as I'm stepping in by faith, I'm taking those promises. Now, how that's fleshed out in detail is yeah. a lot of different ways, obviously through church, fellowship, prayer, mm-hmm. the spiritual disciplines, being involved with others, yeah. and just our own pressing in now with harnessing this gift of faith yeah. that God has given us by grace and uh, going towards being. 
And, and when I do that, in other words, my behavior should flow right from yeah. my being. Yeah. And, and this is where we all, again, have made this mistake. We jump out to behavior, behavior. before I have this firm foundation of my identity, my, my being, what I'm becoming, without a vision of knowing my Father's love. Yeah. And um, so that should be the connection, right? The and flow. I think you were, like, kind of connecting that. Like, you know, you, you spent a good deal of time just talking about, like, you know, our understanding of forgiveness can't be applied to anybody right. through ourselves unless we've received forgiveness from God. Yeah, I think, that, again, you know. no natural person seeks salvation. Yeah. No natural person just seeks God. We, we're spiritual, yeah. but we create religious things that are pleasing to us. Mm-hmm. God created in our image, you know, because it fulfills something in us. Yeah. But uh, salvation is from God to us. Yeah. It's this supernatural, no, it's glorious transaction. Event. Yeah. And I mean, you know, but I mean, our ourself in our own, it's like we want to achieve and we want to do. Of course. Uh, you know, of course. And, and so then, you know, when you get into the, uh, you know, just religion, then it's like, you know, are you doing the do's and not doing the don'ts? And you're kind of always on that, right. like, balance sheet of I did more good today than I did bad. So I'm, right. I'm in the, I'm in the good good color green exactly. not in the negative red and so but it is it's understanding that transaction that his love for us is what gave us his son right. to pay our debt right and so then like there is no earning achieving but now i show effort adoption, right yeah in other words, i can't yes. earn that i receive that mm-hmm. and um and i think we talked about forgiveness yeah. you know we talk about the, how critical that is well i have to have a basis for that it's mm-hmm. for a natural person in our world forgiveness is actually just kind of psychobabble because there's yeah. if without a foundation if for me to forgive someone based on what mm-hmm. in other words what do i do with that offense yeah. and, and what god says forgive one another as christ is forgiving you, you and god mm-hmm. so uh, we have a basis and understanding yeah. of of that right and that's laying hold of that blessing and god Absolutely. holds us responsible if we've been shown grace we need yeah. to show that right to be vessels of grace, right, um, to others. So, you know, that goes on. It says for adoption, we mm-hmm. were uh, that God, <clears throat> right? He's predestined us for adoption as yeah. sons through um, Jesus Christ. And so, boy, in this glorious gospel and, and building ourselves up, encouraging each other, coming back to this foundation of who we are, based on what He's done, right? Um, God is a loving Father, yeah. and He's uh, saved us into a family with the full privileges of a son. Yeah. And to just understand the, uh, that, and again, I think our problem is we jump out of behavior, we try to be holy or mm-hmm. do right things without right standing on this firm understanding of, yeah. of who we are as a son and to realize what access we have to his yeah. power to help us in that, right, mm-hmm. uh, depending on him for that. So this idea of adoption of sons, people might, especially in this day and age, uh, why is it sons? Why is it not just children or something? Um, yeah. Because the father has a son. Yeah. And his only begotten son is, is Jesus, who's at the right hand. And historically there, it was the birthright, and all yeah. the inheritance went to the firstborn son. Yeah. So what this gospel is saying, whether you're a male or a female, yeah. and you are saved, you are brought in as a son in the sense of the inheritance, the yeah. full inheritance is yours to right pursue, which is a glorious right thing to, to stand by. I have this inheritance. Um, we have access. We'll get to it later in Ephesians and boldness right before yeah. the throne of God. Um, because we're his children, um, which is a, a, a again we can't uh, sink into that yeah. right, right enough um, on that. No, but I mean it's like think about it. Like okay, like you know if we look at it only to our earthly family, something that we can kind of see that's tangible. Yeah. Like 
you had rights because of who your family was, mm-hmm. okay? Like, you know, were you good in the community? Were you seen? Were you favored? Or maybe you were in the family that, you know, really didn't have a whole lot of privileges because of their name, but you had friends who had privileges because of their family name. Yeah. And so it is. It's this concept of, like, can you shift that identity into, well, I am God's son, mm-hmm. And God is the creator and keeper of all things, yeah. so I have access to all those things, yeah. and that will guide me and protect me. But it is. It's like it's such a muddling. Like mm-hmm. we're always having our identity clawed off of us by the world and the culture right. around us when we should really just be running straight back to that identity. And so, you know, if you're listening to this, I mean, it's like I came from a family that had a good family name. Yeah. He had a good family name within his siblings. And it was like when my father passed away, almost all of the Henderson traditions passed away, mm-hmm. you know. And then shortly after my father passed away, I moved to Colorado and my brother was being looked at with all the other Hendersons, like, you're going to keep the traditions going. And then his wife was like, we're not going to keep all of those traditions going. Like, mm-hmm. Christmas morning, yeah. we're going to have that at our house. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it became a crumbling because yeah. my family, my father was the one who carried. And so I yeah. knew as a child, like, I could speak into the whole Henderson clan yep. because I was Herschel's son. Yeah, absolutely. And so how much influence you have in your own earthly family is not as important as how much you identify that you are part of God's family. Yeah, exactly. And what I, I mean, I think for all of us, what an amazing um, privilege, right, that we have. And by faith, we should be taking yeah. right, hold of those blessings. And I just think back to that question, how am I experiencing the blessings, the inheritance, the birthright as such, right, that yeah. um, that we have from him? And this is, I think, where we can bring the circle of belonging, right? That that interaction of belief and behavior, yeah. right, is at the very core, right, to shore up us as a new creation based on this gift of faith. And then that is should be working out to our behavior. But all yeah. of that, how does that work? It needs to be in this circle of community yeah. of belonging, meaning not just me and God. Yeah. Right? I'm a child, but me and God's family. Yeah. And so all of this process of experiencing the blessings of God, and the whole book of Ephesians is written to a community. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a plural you, not yeah. just me individually. And so that's a real key thing, obviously, that we can flesh out is this yeah. is meant to happen with our sanctification, our growing in who we are, mm-hmm. and like, all these, uh, these uh, wonderful inheritance should happen as we interact yeah. with each other, encourage each other. Yeah. No, and I mean, and so, yeah, you do. You have to kind of expand it to community. I mean, there is that push in the culture. It's been around there forever of, like, the me gospel. Like, you know, like, if it was only me, Jesus would have died on the cross. That could maybe be a true statement, but it doesn't. You can't isolate yourself. We're still on a planet filled with other people. And then when you think about, like, the local church and the community of the church that you're part of, Mm -hmm. like, who encourages you? Who peps you up? Like, on a long drive down to a football game yesterday in Rifle, you know, one of my good brothers, John, was encouraging to me because I was just making phone calls, like, I was like, I needed a win. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I was in the car alone. And so I'm like, man, I just got so beat up today. I'm calling everybody. I called yeah. my mom. I, call, I called my brother. He didn't answer. But, you know, John answered. And there was a lot of encouragement coming from him yeah. to me. And so, you know, who encourages you in that identity? Now, let, let's jump down 
Okay, according to the purpose of his will, we have a loving father who has a perfect purpose and plan we are called into. Now, in this section, you kind of jumped into, like, as we look at this purpose and this plan, that we have so much to rejoice in. Okay, because, I mean, it's like, let's face it, like, we're all looking for identity and we're all looking for purpose. We all want our lives to account and amount to something more than just what it is, it seems. And we're all like, who am I? Right. And so that's like, you know, from the dawn of time, we're searching that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love working with middle schoolers because they're very honest. Yeah. You know, like, right. no, I don't know who I am. What's right. my purpose? I don't know. Great. Let's talk about it, you know. Right. But I love this section here where we just got into worship, you yeah. know, because your next point was with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Our father has highly favored us through his beloved son who died for us. And yeah, so and what do the, you worship? What do you praise? Yeah, and according, as you said, according to, the scripture says, according to his the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, right? Yeah. Um, and for purpose, he's called us into his purpose. Yeah. So uh, part of this laying hold of the blessings of God is, um, boy, we spend so much time with our purpose, our, you know, uh, dream, our yeah. calling, our these kind of things. And uh, boy, when it's all said and done, if it's just my calling I go after, then, boy, at the end, what is that worth, yeah. right? The deeper thing we need is we need to know that my purpose, my dream is connected to something bigger, right? Yeah. That this is part of God's, and he's invited us. We're his workmanship, right? He's oh created yeah. for his good work. He has, and he wants us to uniquely dream, but that needs to be brought to him and filtered, right, into yeah. his glorious, right, big plan. And then it says, to the praise. So Paul just gets all caught up yeah. here, right? All of how uh, this loving Father and what God has done for us from the beginning of time and then carried it out mm-hmm. right through his, the love of his son being sent uh, where he just moves into praise to the praise of his glorious. This mm-hmm. grace is unimaginable. It's, yeah. it's beyond amazing. It's uh, it's that glorious, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that just, Paul couldn't get over it, especially as a, as a rabbi, as a Pharisee that yeah. just strive to earn his way earn, to God earn, is earn. he just never got over the fact that there is now a righteousness that comes apart from the law, mm-hmm. apart from earning God bestows it freely, yeah. right? By his grace, we just have to receive it. Um, and so this idea of praise is probably the most transformational thing we've done. Again, salvation is revelation of the glory of God. The mm-hmm. greater I see God, the more my whole being is going to worship him and mm-hmm. be caught up in the wonder and awe of him. You, yeah. The closer you get to God, right, what yeah. happens? You become more reverent. Yes. You become more awestruck. You you go low, right? Yeah. But and just look in Scripture. The closer anybody got into the inner sanctum of God or right, yeah. to his presence, right, they went to their face, yeah. right? Uh, and it begins with thanksgiving as we move into the presence of God. Yeah. And um, so just this transforming thing. Uh, there's How do we, again, back to the question, uh, receiving the blessings of God is, man, worship. Thanksgiving and worship is this, it's this preparation. Uh, it shifts our, our whole thinking and everything. That uh, We could do a whole thing just on yeah. that, but the value of worship and praise yeah. is, is key in this. It just reveals that I'm moving towards this mm-hmm. revelation of seeing God for yeah. who he is and is his child. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like the whole aspect of like humility, like as you draw closer to God, there becomes a longing in your heart for a desire to have more obedience to him yep. because as you're entering into that inner sanctum, it's like, this is all good. Right. 
And then the things that, you know, trip and stumble us and cause us to fall, they become like, well, no, that's bad. That is not part of the plan, you know. And so I think there is like, you know, how do you surrender yourself into the goodness of his plan, Mm -hmm. the bigger plan, which is going to give your life the most glorious and the most fulfilled life you can have because you're doing life with your father. Like, you know, as I was kind of preparing for the middle school lesson, you know, it was like, you know, we're getting ready and looking at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it is this concept of like, man, I'm doing life with my father. And so no matter who your earthly father was, you can still move into the joy of doing life with your father. Like every experience, everything you do, everything you're about is connected to your father. Yeah, and I think we just have to be careful. We hear so much of this bringing God down. We hear this language. We, We... we have to be careful because we're in the age where kind of that homeboy attitude yeah. and and because remember salvation is a revelation of his glory. Yeah. So the closer I get to my God, the more reverent, the more mm-hmm. worshipful, right? Um, yeah. The respectful that I'm going to be because seeing his glory more and more, right? So it moves me away from this very childish, you yeah. know, kind of flippant sometimes idea of uh-huh. God and my, he's my buddy and yeah. all this stuff. I think we have to really watch what we put on our t-shirts, right? And things yeah. like that. Um, he's and, referring to and, Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah, yeah. Don't but he's do not that. culturally reverent. But, you know? um, yeah, I, I think it's just this idea of reverence. But at yeah. the same time, he's adopted us. I'm his child, so I can stand on those promises, who I am, right before my God. But I, I also, if I'm as I move in that, yeah. right, and this is where worship, again, and, and praise comes in, that's so, that's so key. So. But I think the... Um, you know, the last thing for just that, that praise thing, boy, uh, we just talked about it, and man, we had such a great morning of worship. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think I, I mentioned that deal with Taylor Swift, right, yeah. in, in uh, Seattle, which is <laughs> her concert. It's, I don't, it's just crazy, the mania behind mm-hmm. all that right now. But, man, they moved the Richter scale in, yeah. in Seattle, right? And, man, as soon as I read that, man, that passage had hit me where Jesus says, man, if you keep silent, right, the yeah. rocks will even oh, cry right. out, right? Yeah. Is Well, that should be really a, a wake-up call to those of us in the churches. How, how, where's the excitement, right, for yeah. the glory of God, my, my heavenly Father, my Savior, the Holy Spirit, what they've done for mm-hmm. me should be expressed. Yeah. That is how I worship the Lord yeah. in this belonging, this circle of, yeah. the, of the children of God at church, um, how I express my worship mm-hmm. says everything in many ways of how I'm uh, experiencing the glory of God and moving in yeah. to take hold of these blessings. Uh, and so I wonder why, why people maybe aren't so excited about asking about Jesus or what's going on is because they don't see much excitement among those who walk with Jesus. And, yeah. and so if those are li- people listening out there and you're struggling with that idea of your excitement, your joy, yeah. your passion for the Lord, your desire to worship the Lord, is I, I would just, there's many things that could be said, but I would say first of all is lock on in that belonging with other brothers and sisters yeah. and ask, ask for prayer for that. Yeah. God will respond, but also do the work, it says, to come to him with a sacrifice of praise. Come mm-hmm. with a heart willing to just, no matter how I feel or what position yeah. I'm in, when I come and worship and give him thanks, it shifts things. It opens yeah. like heaven right, no, to receive what I need to hear from the Lord. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, you know, if you just focus on the Father, you know, in that aspect, like, you know, like, you you know, I, I work a lot with fathers, you know, and then there can be this trembling in fathers as their boys grow older. Like, 
my father, my, my son doesn't see me with as much reverence or my daughter doesn't see me with the glowing reverence that, you know, I once held, you know, well, that's culture steering them away from that reverence of the father. But, you know, when fathers engage their children and know what's going on in their life and walk with them, there is nothing more than a child wanting to spend time with their father. Yeah. in some task. And so you've got to you got to melt it back down to that like we're in we are adopted into his family and to worship him, to praise him is spending time with the father. Yeah. And so, you know, even if you had a horrible relationship with your earthly father or parents, there's still that longing of right. I need to belong with them, I yeah. need to be with them. But now transferring that into now I'm with the perfect father. Right. And so then praise does go off the charts. It does rock the Richter scale because it's our innermost being. Like, I just need to be with my father. Right. And so it is. It's that transference. And so we just want to encourage you with this midweek jolt to just see that transference. Like, do you believe that you are his child? Yeah. Now you, you're not going to mess it up. You, you can't earn it. <laughs> you can't work for it. Yeah, and I think just think of the four Bs, right? <laughs> yeah. Is man, if you want to lay hold of that being of the yeah. promises of God, it is an awakening of your faith to believe those things, yeah. right? But so that you can start living that abundant life. Mm-hmm. But that needs to be all circled up. Yeah, right? no. Well, I mean, it's the body of Christ, so the belonging. Yeah. Like believe, being, behavior to belonging. Yeah. Like it covers our whole identity yeah. and transfers when we can say, I believe that I am God's son and that he knew me from the beginning. He predestined me for his love and good things. And so we just hope that kind of jolts you a little bit to think about the father's love and your identity in him. Thank you so much for tuning into this Root Issues podcast. If you ever have any questions or comments for us, shoot them our way at rootissues at ccasman.com. Have an awesome week and enjoy the father's love. to get below the surface